Bringing you the top stories from Bonners Ferry to St. Mary's and everywhere in between. This is the North Idaho PrepCast with Ryan Skaggs. That's right. Welcome in a brand new venture here on IdahoSports.com, the North Idaho PrepCast, where we're breaking down the biggest sports stories in District 1 each and every week. I'm Brandon Bainey, but more importantly, the guy I'm talking to is Ryan Skaggs. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Oh, I'm I'm doing fantastic because we've finally crossed over into August, which means high school sports season is like that much closer, right? Yeah, we're like what a week away. So yeah, it's been uh it's an exciting time up here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, practices will start uh next week at some schools. And so yeah, it's super exciting time. So this is a new idea, a new concept we've created this year at IdahoSports.com, trying to uh regionalize things a little bit because in the past we've kind of just covered everything as a blanket. And when that happens, certain areas get neglected sometimes. And I know up North, especially there's a lot of good quality teams and players and stories that have fallen through the cracks over the years. So we wanted to give those teams up North an outlet each week where we're going to talk about, uh, you know, those Coeur d'Alene schools. We're going to talk about Sandpoint, Bonners Ferry, St. Mary's, all the, all the district one schools that are up in North Idaho. I think this is going to be great. Yeah, and it's, I don't think it's by anybody's fault that it has kind of slipped through the cracks. I think it's more just along the lines of geographically where the North Idaho, um, and where the IdahoSports.com like staff has been. It's just kind of they've all, yeah, been located a little bit down south. And now that that's changed, I think it's going to be a little bit bigger benefit, obviously, for the fans and the parents and uh, the athletes up here in North Idaho. Yeah, I mean, Idaho is a big state, and what happens a lot of times, uh, the teams up north aren't necessarily playing other Idaho schools, right? They're playing teams from Washington a lot. Um, Occasionally, yeah. you'll see uh, teams from Montana. I know like Bonners Ferry has a couple of Montana schools on their football schedule this year. So, so it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. We're not thinking about it because they're playing teams that are from different states. And so, yeah, I, I think overall it's going to be fantastic. So, yeah, you talked about it. Uh, in the past, IdahoSports.com hasn't really had that footprint up north, but we've got you on board now, Ryan, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so, um, I mean, obviously, I live here in Coeur d'Alene. I've been in Coeur d'Alene since 2015, but um, grew up in the area. I mean, I was born in Idaho, but I lived in Boise as a kid and then uh, moved to the Lewis-Clark Valley in, uh, what, 1990? So, I mean, grew up in Lewis and Clarkston for pretty much my entire life, so uh, pretty familiar with the area. Um, you know, I was a multi-sport athlete in high school. Um, got into coaching at a very young age. Um, I think I was 19 when I got hired for my first coaching job, um, coaching freshman football. So um, it was kind of a baptism by fire at a young age, but um, I coached at the either high, junior high or high school ranks for, for 15 years. So um, got a chance to really get to know a lot of the folks that are still coaching today, uh, not to age myself as a, as a geezer or anything by any means, or, uh, call some of those more experienced guys that are out there, um, old, but just getting to know some, a lot of the, the people that are around and, and great folks, um, you know, coaching multiple sports too. I mean, I coached football wrestling. Um, I've been coached tennis, which I don't look like a tennis guy necessarily, but I coached tennis for five years and, uh, um, no, it really made some awesome relationships with some really great people. Well, that tennis expertise is going to come in handy in the spring because, you know, Sandpoint, 
Uh, Coeur d'Alene Charter, I yep. feel like, is always good in tennis. Uh, Clark Fork had a pretty good doubles team last year. So, um, yeah, tennis season will be exciting to talk about as as well. So you mentioned. Yeah, uh, you well, know, I, the IEL's underrated, I think. Yeah. You know, Moscow's had a great team, too, and Lewiston's always been solid. Um, so, yeah, there's some great spring sport athletes and coaches up here that really does get kind of slighted a little bit, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, this is uh this is the North Idaho prep cast where we're mostly going to be talking about the schools that are in district one, but in a lot of yeah. the conferences, districts one <clears throat> and two are combined in terms of leagues and conferences. So we're definitely going to get that crossover and talk about some of those district two schools like Lewiston and Moscow and Grangeville and yeah, schools like that. So so there's a little bit of crossover there. Uh let's talk about so your background, you mentioned you were a multi-sport athlete. Uh, football. What else did you play? Oh, wrestling and track. Okay. So I didn't play tennis in high school. So <laughs> I, uh, I actually picked that up. I picked that up in college and um, just kind of goofing off with my buddies. And uh, essentially my, my winter sport was the first one that always ended. And so the school that I was at at the time I was in Pullman, um, they kind of got desperate for an extra body. They needed somebody with a pulse and a background check um, to essentially help out the head coach. And so they're like, Hey, do you want to be an assistant tennis coach? And I'm like, I mean, I don't really know much about it. And it's like, Oh yeah, you're fine. You'll learn. And uh, kind of threw me in the fire. And, and Pullman is one of the better teams in the state of Washington for tennis. And uh, the coach was Andy Boyd at the time. And so I fell into that one. That was, that was not necessarily my goal um to to ever coach tennis because i did like i said had the track background and then played baseball in the summers and stuff but um no sports has always been a huge part of of my life um and something i'm very passionate about just the opportunities that it offers kids um not necessarily for for scholastic like post-scholastic you know opportunities in college and everything um just opportunities for you know building relationships and teamwork um and my favorite sport's obviously football. I mean, that's that's where my passion really is because it's the ultimate team sport. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of having that opportunity to to fall into having sports be a big part of my life and who I was in in my my growth process um, is definitely been been pretty awesome. I'm pretty pretty blessed. So you coached in Pullman, and you've coached in Idaho as well, right? Yeah, I coached at Lakeland for four years, um, and then I'd coached in Clarkston, Washington as well, and so I've kind of been a little bit around the the inland northwest um, as far as the coaching ranks go, and I actually started uh, when I was in college kind of doing stuff. It was I was coaching junior high football and fell into broadcasting play-by-play and uh, for a radio station locally, and so that's how I got into kind of doing what I do now um, was I talked to Paul. I believe it was like four or five years ago. I met him. We were at a game down at Skyview. Lakeland was playing Skyview and I was in the booth and Paul was in the booth next to us. And so in, during timeouts and stuff like that, I got to talking with Paul and we chatted a little bit after the game. I was like, yeah, if this ever, you know, thing falls through and I'm not, not doing a sport, like, you know, hit me up. And sure enough, like I stopped coaching and I got an email for him, but like from him about like three months later, and uh, we just stayed in contact from there on out. It was kind of kind of interesting little note of how to accidentally fall into something that you love doing. <laughs> <laughs> Seven steps uh, into stumbling into your dream job by Ryan Skaggs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I get no, this I is get something I do for fun. Book, obviously, yeah. not for. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, you're gonna you'd be on the on the uh, 
the commissions and royalties. Uh, I love it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So you, you're you're, uh, you're kind of like me, uh, where you had that background in radio to start. And I don't know if your experience was the same, but like when you're when you're working in radio, it's not just sports. You know, there's people out there that think that, no. oh yeah, you just go to the games and talk about sports. A lot of it is like, hey, I'm popping on after this Taylor Swift song, and I gotta pretend like I like it. Yeah, it was awesome, yeah. right? <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, you have to like pretend that you like a certain genre of music, and you might absolutely hate it too. Um, so that's that's always interesting. But then you may get like thrown in the fire to do advertising sales, and so that was that was part of what I did as well, um, which made things interesting. Kind of getting your sales chops that way. But um, I mean, it's all relationship building. I mean, whether whatever you're doing, kind of in this, you know, I guess in this region, it's pretty much similar. I don't think from Pocatello to Lewiston or Coeur it doesn't really change that it's sometimes you your biggest opportunities are a derivative of your relationships that you build with people and just being willing to to talk to some somebody new and yeah so it's you know I've, I've had to do it all I've had to run board during um, live remotes from a car dealership to doing live remotes from you know the parking lot of a gas station for their grand opening and embarrassing some teenage kid for concert tickets like i've had to kind of run the gambit of everything yeah those those remote broadcasts are always fun you're at some random business for like i don't know two or three hours and trying to promote yep. things and yeah I, I don't miss that part of it for sure it's nice to absolutely, be able to- absolutely not <laughs> But it, it does, uh, I guess, like the kind of cool thing about it is that it does apply to the play-by-play aspect because you do have the downtime, um, especially like doing, I mean, kind of notice like with the state basketball tournament with doing that for, for IdahoSports.com this last spring. Um, when you have the downtime, you have to be able to kind of chew up time and you do it in a relevant fashion and keep people engaged and, and informed with what's going on. You're basically a salesman for the event still um, while you're waiting for the action to, to, you know, start back up again. And so there is a lot of those aspects, I think, that transfer from one to the other. Um, but it definitely lends itself to putting out a quality product, too. You have to be able to sell what you're doing vocally, not just with, you know, saying the right thing at the right time, but you have to carry the interest with you. And, and I mean, I've, and I see yourself, you know, I listened to your broadcast of that St. Mary's game um, in the state tournament, man, it was, uh, I mean, the excitement you get, you get into it too. And it's awesome. And, and it's, it makes for a great listening experience for, you know, fans and, and kids that want to come back and listen to their broadcast and hear their name called. And I mean, that, there's so much to it. That's more than just, oh yeah, I do a football broadcast. Like some of these kids are like, no, you're like showcasing all of the hard work that they've put in for the last, you know, seven, eight weeks or, you know, 11 years, even um, for some of these kids that might be a senior. And that's like an opportunity, like I finally recognized, like they finally get it. And that's what makes, makes what we do so fun. Yeah. And you talked about uh, that St. Mary's boys basketball team. So yeah, I, I did the two a boys state basketball tournament this past year. And, you know, I've, I've done, sports play-by-play in montana wyoming nebraska and now idaho and that is like at the top of the list of like greatest moments best things i've covered like what what a game i mean come on and that's and for those that maybe finish that was such an awesome game 
Yeah. For those of you that maybe uh, have lived under a rock for the past six months, uh, St. Mary's was playing North Fremont in the semifinals, which should have been the championship, but we can talk about pre bracketing the bracket another time. Uh, But I mean, these were the two Titans of two, a basketball playing in the semifinals and, you know, St. Mary's was down by one with uh, just over a second left and Colby Renner, this junior post was the fourth option out of four on the out of bounds play and ends up just putting up a 30 footer and (laughs) just sinking it. I mean, it's just incredible. Throws up a prayer and it was answered. Yeah. Yeah. So no, the video that I saw, because go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, I'm sure I was going to say the video that I saw on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. From his, I think it was like one of his relatives posted it and to like match up like what you actually see versus what you heard on the call. It was like, I mean, you can't write a better script and, we get that a lot up here. I just got to be honest, but <laughs> right, you know, people forget about how good it is up here, but it's pretty great. And and then in the, in the melee and the celebration after the shot, Brian chase, the, the coach for St. Mary's uh, jumps up to do a chest bump with one of the players and just gets just demolished. <laughs> and hits the floor. <laughs> he like, he like jumped up into a brick wall and just boom, hit the, hit the floor. I mean, it wasn't even, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, no, I, and, and the backstory, the backstory to that program too, of, of what they've been through for, what was it? 47 years or something like that since the last time they'd brought a, a title back to St. Mary's. And, you know, there's, there's so many cool kind of, you know, stories that you, you follow along with the storylines and programs. Um, you know, you get, we get a front row seat to it. We're pretty lucky. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been incredible. And, and with St. Mary's personally, there's a personal connection to me. My father-in-law grew up in St. Mary's and I think it was a class of 77, I think at St. Mary's. And so he's got the lumberjack pride and he's, he's been back to town to visit and you know, every, everybody (laughs) he's talked to, you know, and the feedback, you know, IdahoSports.com did such a great job covering our team and our games. and, And that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's, it's the quality product that we put out there and sharing these athletes stories for the parents and the fans and the coaches. Yeah. And I think that's what's so great about like taking this regional focus now, you know, listening to the podcast you put out yesterday with uh, um, Hardy down in Lewiston and, you know, the, the chance that we have opportunities now to like really regionally focus on some of these backstories and some of these kids that do deserve recognition and not just in the major sports. I mean, there's, there's cool stories from, you know, kids running cross country at, you know, Bonner's Ferry or Priest River that you're going to find just, just great stuff in the background, just asking questions. Like, tell me about your kids. I mean, that's as a parent, like that's what makes a parent like want to open up is like, you know, tell me about, you know, tell me about your kid. And you could be at a game at halftime and have a break and you can ask one of the people sitting next to you, like, you know, what's, what's one of the cool stories of, of your team? Like, what, what are you guys really proud of? Not just your record. And you'll hear some awesome stuff. And, so we get a chance kind of for us that we get to share some of that, that we find out along the way too, by either talking to fans or parents or athletic directors or teachers or whatever it may be um, that, you know, there's the recognition that's going to get to take place now um, for a lot of these kids that may have slipped through the cracks. Now everybody gets a kind of a showcase, which is great. Yeah. And that's why I love this idea because you mentioned it in, in terms of coverage up North, uh, it's, it's been a little lacking if, if I can be frank about it, you know, 
a lot of times what's going on in North Idaho gets overshadowed by Spokane when it comes to like the bigger yep. media companies. Right. And, and even then when you do get that Idaho coverage, a lot of it is Coeur d'Alene focused, but there's so many, there's priest river, there's Sandpoint, there's Bonners Ferry, there's Wallace, right. There's Lakeside. There's, there's yeah, all got of, the like, Wampus cats of Clark Fork. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's so <laughs> many uh, schools up there that have, uh, these unique stories in the, and that's, that's what I'm most excited about it. Doing this every week is, is being able to shine the spotlight on some of those uh, schools that don't get the attention as well. So I think it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Let me ask you as a broadcaster, uh, I've been asking all of our broadcasters, this as we're doing these first uh, episodes of our regional podcasts, getting to know each expert a little better. Uh, is there a, is there a game day ritual or routine that you have when you're going to go broadcast a game? Oh man, I I know that I had like my my routine that I would do as a coach, as a broadcaster. I I like to get there a little early, um, you know, and make sure that I'm set up probably about an hour or so before, and then go down and talk to coaches or talk to fans or talk to kids, and uh, just say you know like tell them that I'm happy to to be covering the game, um, you know, and it's like you know kind of ask the the weird questions that don't have anything to do with the sport that you're covering. Um, cause you may find out, it's like, Hey, you know, what do you like to do in your spare time? Oh yeah. I like to quilt with my grandma. It's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And uh, you, you find out some pretty, some pretty quirky stuff about kids. And I know that you guys did that leading up to the all-star game that was up in post falls, um, earlier, later this spring, I should say, um, that you, you didn't ask basketball centered questions to the kids. You just asked them like, you know, if you had a superpower, what would it be? And you find out like all these, you know, kind of what makes a kid tick. and. Uh, so I do like to do that beforehand to try to get some like some weird information, like not weird, weird, but, you know, something that has nothing to do with third, you know, oh, yeah, he's, you know, 16 of 34 on third down in the last five games, you know, like nobody who cares, like you want to know, like you could say like, hey, yeah, he gets he connects to his, you know, wide receiver. Hey, yeah. And in the, in the spirits in the offseason, they buck bales together, you know, for so and so like there's there's a relationship beyond beyond the field, too, that takes place that you get to know about. Um, when I was a coach, my, my superstition that I would do or my game day routine was I would start at the 20 yard line with a football and me and one of the other coaches, we would always throw and try to hit the crossbar on, on the goalpost and you'd back up five yards every time and see who could get furthest back and still keep hitting the crossbar. And that was kind of our pregame routine um, that we used to do. And it was just kind of something to keep things light um, as a coach. But obviously, as a broadcaster, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, what would I do now that kind of is similar to to doing it? And it's really just um, I do homework ahead of time. Like I will go into a broadcast with my cheat sheets um, that will have like the important facts or information that I need to know. So I try to be prepared um, for a broadcast, you know, common opponents, knowing all that stuff, how they did, what kind of offense they run, what kind of defense they're going to be lining up in. Um you know, it helps being a coach because I know a lot of that terminology, like during the broadcast, I'm like, oh yeah, they're in a, you know, cover two here with, you know, and they're, you know, doing a zone blitz scheme with their defensive end. I mean, that's cool and all, but um, really you want to know, like, instead of necessarily X's and O's, you want to start to know the kids, like the, you start to do enough of those games that you can draw back to a previous game where he may have struggled. And like this game, he's dominating like, Oh, he got, you know, a tackle against Coeur d'Alene. So-and-so for the, you know, the tackle for Lake city was really struggling. He's absolutely dominating in this game. And, you know, he must've really done a lot of work um, 
you know, in practice last week to, to recover for this game. Like you get to see stuff like that, I think as broadcaster and that's what makes it is, is, is huge is that you can see the growth week to week. And I don't know if I answered your question, but <laughs> yeah, no, that, <laughs> yeah. no, that was perfect. That was, uh, yeah, I think everybody's got their own broadcasting style and I like your approach <clears throat> of making it more about the personal stories. Like, yeah, the nuts and bolts of the broadcast is important as well, but at the end of the day, sure. you know, those interesting facts or, or little backstories for the athletes that, that, that all makes a great product. I think so. Yeah. I think you're right on. Oh, absolutely. And, and sometimes you like end up, you do enough of teams games, you give kids nicknames and it, you know, it's like, I don't know if you've done that, but I've done it in the past. Like, you know, there was a doing some, some games. We ended up having a kid that was uh, kind of endearing. Cause he was a gentle giant. The kid was like six foot five, like 340 pounds. Um, it was an athlete in Clarkston <laughs> and we like kind of gave him a nickname in one game and it stuck. And then his team found out about it and then he couldn't live it down the rest of his high school career. <laughs> and it was just something cause like he was named after like my partner in the booth named him after a hamburger at a local like drive-in and that was his nickname and it kind of stuck. And it wasn't like to make fun of the kid because it was like, you know, you, you, he's huge. And the, the burger was the name of something that was really big. And I can't even remember it now. Um, but I think it was like big ranch or something like that. And it just kind of stuck with them forever. It was pretty funny. Yeah. That's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun getting to talk to you each week. Cause you've got, you've got good stories. I know you do. <laughs> so that's going to yeah. be fun. Oh yeah. There's, there's a lot there. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be so fun. fun. I, I think for the debut episode, this has been great. Next week is when we're really going to start diving into like looking at some of the top football teams who, who, who are going to be some yeah. of the, the top athletes, you know, soccer is going to start in like 10 days, you know, with regular season competition. Yeah. So it's going to be exciting. And you've got some stalwarts and in, in pretty much all sports. I mean, you could cover from volleyball to soccer to football up here. You've got title contenders or defending champs in, in district one. So there's, there's some successful programs up here that deserve to be talked about. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to be able to, you know, be put in that position to, to share those. I mean, talk about it and really get them showcased. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait to get started until then. Uh, you can go to our website, idahosports.com. We are getting all of the fall sports schedules uh, uploaded. All the football schedules are in uh, most of the soccer ones. And then we're still working on volleyball, but also our statewide football previews. We do it. We do a detailed team preview for every single football team in the state of Idaho. And we've got about half of those up on the website as well. So, and, and just keep checking back because yeah. we're, we're adding more and more every day. It's going to be great. Uh, the district one prep cast, the North Idaho prep cast, couple of ways you can get it. Uh, you can get it at our website, idahosports.com. You can also download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, whatever. Uh, but if you want to see the video, uh, every week we're, yeah, we're we're brave men, right? Yeah, yeah. I've got a fa- I've got a face for radio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're we're brave men. We're put we're putting our faces out there, and you can catch the video each week as well on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel as well as our Facebook page. So stay tuned for all of that. And each week, your District One breakdown right here on the North Idaho Prepcast with Ryan Skaggs. I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you back here next week.